Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Mamo. Woo! Okay. <sighs> We're chilling on my place today. Yeah. Dan's uh, nice, uh, tight apartment. Yes. It has a Christmas to... tree. I do. It's better than my apartment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's tight, but he's got a big ass Christmas tree in it, and it's pretty. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, Wait, season... it plays music too? No. That was the, that was the honking outside. I I swear it is gonna start playing Jingle Bells or something. Uh, it's like we waited just for you. I, I thought when you put something down over there that you were actually like pressing play and it was gonna start singing. Nah, uh, but good. I should. That'd be fun though. Mm. But yeah, today I am here with Long again. Hello. Yes, and we have a new guest today. Mm. Yes, that's me. Yes, can you introduce yourself? Yep. Uh, my name is Ben. And I play Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, he, he doesn't just play Super Smash Brothers; he competes. <laughs> That's Super true. Smash yeah, Brothers. I go to tournaments pretty much all over Asia right now. And what's your user? What's your user? Tag? Oh yeah, my like my gamer tag is JJ Rockets, mm. all capital letters, no spaces. Mm. All right, so what's your origin story? Um, what, like where the how did, came how, from? did you, how did you get into Smash Brothers? Oh. How did you get good at Smash Brothers? How did you come okay, up with so that I, ridiculous user tag? Okay, so. <laughs> I guess the whole story starts when I'm like six years old or however old I was when Smash 64 came out. Oh. And uh, my brother played it at a friend's house. And he like played it for like 10 hours or whatever it was back in the day. Probably not 10 hours, but a long time anyways. And he told me about it and it sounded fun. So the next time that they got together, he brought me with it. And then I was playing Smash 64. And obviously <laughs> I never played before and they both played before. So I was getting destroyed mm-hmm. and I was terrible. You were so loser. And so, but anyways, <laughs> I got hooked onto Smash from that. I played Super Smash Brothers Melee when that was a thing. Mm. I think 2001. On yeah, on the oh, GameCube. Yeah. GameCube first. And then, uh, in like pretty much the whole time, my brother was always better than me. And then Super Smash Brothers Brawl for the Wii. Mm. I was like, all right, I'm tired of losing to my brother, so I'm gonna actually try to get good at this game. And so that was pretty much how I started like trying to actually become better it was just all i wanted to do was beat my brother yeah when did you start competing uh i didn't compete until in like in tournaments and stuff until around 2009 but 10 years ago now yeah, yeah it's a, yeah it's actually a little over 10 years ago now what That's game was crazy. that like then 2009 uh that was brawl, brawl for the wii okay that was like the first one that kind of got me involved in the competitive scene and stuff yeah. mm-hmm. how'd you do your first time competing? uh so the first tournament that i ever went to so i'm from chicago and the first tournament I went to was in Wisconsin. <laughs> okay. Or actually, no. Wow. It wasn't in Wisconsin. It was, like, right on the Wisconsin-Illinois border. But oh. you had to go through Wisconsin to get to the tournament, even though it was in Illinois. Okay. So it was, like, maybe an hour and a half north of where I lived. And I was too young to drive at the time. And I was also too young that my parents weren't comfortable with me getting a ride from strangers. <laughs> Carpool. So my first tournament ever was uh, my mom and my grandma drove me. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and uh, they didn't want to be hanging around up in Wisconsin all day. So they gave me like a time limit that I had to come home at. So all I got was I played doubles and I didn't even get to enter singles. What's wow. doubles? Um, t- uh, 2v2s. Like, yeah, 2v2. Oh, okay. Mm, so you, you it, get a partner. Did oh, you go you with someone or did you find No, I, I just showed up at the tournament and I just started asking people who wants to do doubles, who wants to do doubles. Oh. And I teamed with the first person that was available. Is this an open invite kind of deal for the tournament or yeah, did you have to sign up? Yeah, anybody could sign up. Oh, okay. They advertise it online and 
Actually, like, a lot of the best players in the world at the time happened to be there. Oh, wait, so, like, it's not just amateurs. It's, like, everyone around the world showing up at this one spot. Uh, Well, I mean, it was, like, a local tournament, but it just, like, so happened to be that, like, the person who was at least top three in the world at the time, probably top two, he just, like, happened to be, like, in Michigan at the time. Uh, and then a few of the best players from Michigan who were also maybe, like, top 30-ish Probably more than that. I don't remember. It was a while ago. But they were coming too. So he rode with them. And then oh. this next thing you know, we had like a lot of really good players. Yeah. How'd you do? Like, did you rank or anything? So the teammate that was the first person that wanted to team with me was actually like, I think he was ranked fifth in Illinois or something. Wow. So I had a really solid teammate and we did pretty decently in doubles. Mm. We didn't like make it super far or anything, but we at least put up a fight. And then, what, what place did we get? I don't remember. Maybe like ninth. <laughs> oh, that's still ninth. good, though. It, wow. It wasn't bad, but this is also back in the day, tournaments were way smaller. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how, like, how many attendees usually at that So time? at that tournament, it was considered big at the time, and there was maybe like 40 people in the singles oh. event. So In the singles? Yeah. Uh, what about the doubles? In the doubles, maybe like. 20 teams tops 20 teams oh, okay. there's still 40 people still, yeah, yeah. there's <laughs> so the people playing singles also yeah most of the people that did singles also did doubles back mm -hmm. then why didn't you do singles no because time. my no my parents and my mom and my oh, grandma said it was time home. to go home okay i see <laughs> so i Damn. didn't get to play in singles okay yeah. but then my night my first actual <laughs> singles tournament was maybe i don't know a few months after that and i i my first round, I played against someone that was ranked, I think, top two in Wisconsin. Damn. This was like, a, most of the time, Wisconsin and Illinois tournaments were the same thing. Mm -hmm. All the Wisconsin players came to Illinois. All the Illinois players went to Wisconsin. And so, uh, my first round, I played someone that was really good. And he beat me, but it was closer than I thought it was going to be. So I felt good about uh, myself. Okay, okay. okay. And uh, in the losers bracket, I beat somebody that wasn't good, that okay. was like <laughs> like a casual player. And then like my me, next round, like me. <laughs> I I lost my next round. So I went one and two. Okay. Which is actually better than most people's first tournaments. Most people's first tournaments they go zero oh and two. Yeah. Mm. So I was actually kind of happy about it. But mm. I was like, in my first round, my match was close. Mm. against someone that was really good mm. so it made me like hungry for more yeah mm. and so that was like all right i want to start getting even better and i want to win that match next time mm. did your brother compete at this time too or no or is it just you uh he was never really as interested in going to tournaments and stuff so a lot of the times if it was like a tournament that was far away he just didn't care enough to to go out that way okay mm. but i would say at this point in time he was still better than me even though i had oh, really? a couple of tournaments wow. under my belt oh. that's surprising it's like when that unknown you, when did you surpass him then <laughs> uh it took a while it's like it i would say when i finally surpassed him was after i went away to college okay <laughs> okay so basically when you started wasting your life a bit more exactly <laughs> yeah okay yeah i wow. started once it, once i went away to college i didn't have parents telling me where yeah, i couldn't go, go and couldn't go yeah. to tournaments is that mom so was like, all night man. and i'm yeah, carpooling so my yes. first my first like month in college i was like all right there's a tournament two hours away there's somebody i've never met in my life that's offering me a ride and we're gonna stay at somebody's house that i've never met in my life wow and so well, that's kind of that cool. Like, cool yeah though. it is a like my parents obviously when i was like younger wouldn't have let me do that yeah they wouldn't mm. even let me get a ride with someone to like a tournament don't get into a stranger's away. car better than me but man. stranger danger yeah exactly <laughs> but like the thing that i really loved about the smash brothers community is that 
back then it was fairly small, so it was really like tightly connected. Mm, everyone knows so each other. I, yeah, it's kind of like everyone knows each other. And so when I went to Iowa, I went to University of Iowa. That's where the the tournament was. I kind of like they welcomed me into their scene very well, and mm. like everyone's just so nice. They'll give you rides. You can stay at pretty much anyone's house at any time, which is really cool. That's kind of wow. cool. Yeah, and that's the nice. thing. Like even now, that was maybe. 2012 okay so now that's like seven years later and i feel like i have friends like all over the world that if i ever need a place to stay i can mm. just like hit up someone anywhere mm. do you think that's kids cool. who are getting into competition now will they still find that close-knit type no, of community no. no it is completely different now oh, okay. which is i i really miss the old days like that but i think it, honestly like being in asia the asian communities are fairly reminiscent of like the old school brawl communities. Oh, so they're, they're they're smaller here. Yeah. So specifically in Korea, for example, uh, <laughs> first of all, it's Korea, so PC gaming is way more popular than console gaming mm. to begin with. <clears throat> Second of all, uh, the game for the Wii U, the Wii U never had a Korean release whatsoever. Oh, so they okay. they went from like uh, yeah, they had like a, a generation gap. So mm. there is basically, like, no scene for it. Yeah. And so now that, like, Sm- Smash Ultimate just came out, I guess, actually, I shouldn't say just came out. It's, like, almost a year at this yeah, point. Yeah, almost a year now. Yeah, like, t- oh, maybe next week it's already a year. Yeah, because I got on my birthday, I remember. My yeah. birthday just passed. Mm. So, but anyways, because of that, like, big gap, most of the people that were playing Ultimate on release was, like, expats living here. So it was like yeah. we had it in the beginning. Maybe like twenty people would go to our monthly tournament. Yeah, I remember you showing me the ranking for like the top five or top ten in Korea, and there's like almost no Koreans on right, there whatsoever. Right. <laughs> Wait, so right now, when it comes to the ranking system in Korea, yeah, how many people are like in that ranking system? So in order to qualify for the ranking system, there's a set number of tournaments that you have to go to. I want to say the number was four or five. And the season was like, I think they're doing three seasons in a year. Mm. So 12 games. So four of. months is a season and you have to go to four or five tournaments. Mm. Okay. Um, so between 12 to 15 games throughout the year. Yeah. 15 games as in 15 fights or? Tournaments. Yeah, there is a, we right now have like almost a tournament every weekend. Mm. Okay. So I'm just going to look at my schedule yeah, really yeah, quick. I have on my, my wow, phone. Wow, he's actually got a schedule yeah. of tournaments. So yeah, there I'm, is I'm, a... I'm trying to learn this ranking system because I don't understand it. So I want you to explain Ah, uh, Okay. So like, for example, this month, there was a tournament on November 16th in Incheon. There is a tournament in Seoul this weekend, the 23rd. And there's another tournament in Seoul on the 30th. Okay. So over the course of the season... There's like, I don't know exactly how it works, some kind of mathematical formula based on like your placings and who you beat, kind of like an ELO rating, if you're familiar Um, with that. Yeah. I don't. What's that? Can you explain Uh, So ELO is a rating used in chess. Okay. And the gist of it is if you beat somebody that like has way more points than you, you gain a lot of points. If you beat somebody with way less points than you, you don't get very many points. Oh, so it's like weighted points kind of Right. And if you lose to somebody way better than you... You don't get punished very hard. You lose a few points. Mm. If you lose to someone with a rating significantly lower, you lose a lot of points. Oh, I like that system. Yeah. Seems fair. Yeah. So yeah. it's the idea is it gives you a general ranking okay. of the players. Mm. And this is for just for one tournament, or no? They do this for all Const- the tournaments constantly. for the season oh. for the four months. So season. like, what you 
what you the points you accumulated from one tournament does it pass on to the next tournament yes then? yes mm-hmm. okay so then at the end of the season they look at that rating list and that's like the starting point there's like a a committee of maybe five players or so that will then like get into a debate basically and discuss the rankings <laughs> that's kind of cool like, like sports man i think this right, guy's better than this guy <laughs> the the thing about like the the numbers and crunching the numbers through that way is that sometimes it doesn't weight things properly so mm. like for example we had a tournament in september that had like 130 entrants so we're weighting that tournament we're saying that's more important than this random tournament in daegu that had like 10 entrants oh uh-huh. So that's what the the PR committee does is they look at the rankings and they can shuffle things around a little yeah. bit where they see fit. Mm. Can I ask is this community this committee is it like an elected committee how does that who gets chosen onto this committee? Yeah, that's the thing that's like it, the Smash Brothers community in general is very very grassroots. Like oh, if you look cool. at if you look at games like, like League of Legends now. or like even Street Fighter, they have the the company that makes the game is like backing the competitive scene but if you look at nintendo look at how many copies of super smash brothers ultimate have sold Mm. i want to say it was like 13 million or something like that and you look at how many competitive players there are it is not remotely like is this (laughs) like tiny bit of 13 million so much to the point that like nintendo has no reason to care about us whatsoever Mm. so because of that everything is like grassroots based so the only reason the PR committee has power is because we as a community have like collectively uh, agreed that this is the most legitimate ranking uh, so that we have. So it's like Pokemon and the Smogon University. Right, exactly. Right. Oh, so Pokemon has a competitive scene too and the Smogon University is kind of like a player run committee kind of thing that kind of determines the, the format that you can play in, in Pokemon. Like what Pokemon you can use and what categories oh, okay. and stuff like that basically. So, you know, but that's not official from, <laughs> I guess Nintendo is just yeah. really bad at that kind of thing right. in general. Oh, yeah, because they don't have a reason to. Yeah, maybe it's good that they don't put their hands on it because everything the government yeah. touches, it goes to yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Right. Let's look yeah. at the DMV. American yeah. DMV. Uh, Nintendo's well, like actually been doing a little bit more recently to the point where it's like, are they ever going to actually like take that next step? Mm. Because we have tournaments that they say they're like, oh, it's sponsored by Nintendo. But usually all that means is that Nintendo runs ads on the Twitch stream. Yeah. So they can sell their Nintendo merchandise exactly. there. And it's just like... But they've had... They, Nintendo has started doing like online tournaments. There was recently like a global online tournament where the different regions, the winners of each tournament were like flown out to Japan and then they oh. competed in Japan there. Wow. Does that count into this like grassroots? Usually not because... No. When we play at tournaments, we have, like, a certain rule set. Like, we play three lives, seven minutes on the timer, no items, and we say these are the stages you can play on, okay. for example. Nintendo tournaments, they tend to be more like, all right, it's going to be a four-player in a free-for-all. Oh, yeah, I saw items one of their, are on. I saw, one of, their, on I saw stages, one of their first but, tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> They're one of their first tournaments that had all the items on, and I noticed a lot of people were complaining about right, that. Right, exactly. Whereas, like, if you think about the people that would be interested in playing that tournament, the majority of players that play Smash are more of the casual players that would enjoy that, and it's just the smaller fraction of us competitive players that care more about the restricted rule sets and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, I think Nintendo doesn't... Money-wise, they don't have to join and, like, support our community. So, it's pretty much just comes down to the grassroots organizations that have built everything up from scratch. 
Mm. Is there fundraising with these gra- grassroots things? Because sometimes, yeah, yeah. So for a lot of the bigger tournaments, they do what they call the compendium. So for example, one of the the biggest like money tournaments is called Smash Summit. It's okay. an invitational where they get basically sixteen of the top players in the world, put them in a house for a weekend, and then they play like a tournament. They have side games, like they play Mafia. <laughs> and they have like all these other, like, I think they did Connect 4 one time. They did like a Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah. They had like a, uh, they also did like a, what's it called? Family Feud with like Smash oh, stuff. Wow. <laughs> and so they have like a store where you can buy merchandise with like the logo for the tournament on it. They have artists that make like posters featuring the players and their characters. Wow, that's and so, so they cool. sell that for money. And when you buy something in the shop, you choose, like, which gold that you want to, like, contribute to. So, Ah. for example, they could say, like, all right, we will open the Connect Four tournament once we reach $1,000. Or we will open up this, like, side, like, game or whatever when this goal reaches $1,000. Wow. That's kind of cool. Wait, wait. Explain that again. So, when you buy an item in the store, a percentage of it you contribute towards these goals. And once their goals reach a certain amount of money, then it unlocks something for the tournament. So let's say I buy a t-shirt for like $30. Okay. I could say 25 of that dollar. Uh, correct yeah, me if I'm getting this a, wrong. Yeah. So you can, so I want 25 of that dollars to go to, I want to watch them play Mafia. So I oh, want $25 okay. to contribute. And that's like the 16 top players that are doing that. Right, thing. exactly. Oh, okay, okay. That makes but sense. Okay. Even at other tournaments too, they've had stuff where it was like, if there was a tournament that was like in a hotel, for example, a lot of times those are more expensive venues. Oof. And so they can only open up like the tournament ballroom for X hours a day. Mm-hmm. So they'll have a goal in the compendium. If we sell enough stuff and we make enough money from this, then we can open up the venue overnight and hire the security to oh, uh, keep it going, to whatever. keep that going. Wow. So that's where some of the fundraising can come in is through oh, stores that sell t-shirts. It's really or, grassroots. This, yeah. yeah, this is... This is a whole fucking business. Oh, yeah. Ran by a bunch of people. Yeah, just yeah. just passionate cool. gamers, it you is. know? That's cool. And it's a fucking market. Like, people right. are making oh, yeah. money. Yeah. Yep. Wait, wait. Speaking of money now, do you make money? <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, hang on. Okay. You know we're not supposed to. <laughs> that money goes straight to his U.S. bank account. So, technically... Uh. Hey, hey, no, don't correct me. Don't correct me. It goes straight to his U.S. bank account. So, it's not illegal in Korea. I mean, they say I'm not allowed on an E2 visa that like I'm not allowed to work another job I was right to save here. You, man. <laughs> but if I go to the Philippines, for example, and I win a cash prize in the Philippines, I didn't earn that in Korea, did I? Yes. Okay. There you go. <laughs> See. Okay. Mm. But, uh, but don't you so attend some? Money. Don't yeah. you attend some in Korea? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> but, but let's just say he never wins. I think those. There, there's a difference between the. I don't think anyone's ever going to do anything about it if you, like, make a few dollars at a tournament. Where the difference there is that, like, a tournament is a prize money. Okay. Where working another job is, like, they don't want you mm. burning yourself out teaching private lessons through the week. Mm, I guess. I think something. that's the idea. And it's also, it's also, I think it's for tax purposes as well. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. So, I mean, was... like, a, one of the tournaments, for example, like, our big tournament that had, like, 130 people... The prizes for that were funded by the government, actually. Oh. And so, like, they had to go through, like, all the tax paperwork and oh. everything and get that sorted out. How mm. much is the prize money, typically? It depends on the tournaments. Uh, 
some of our tournaments, for example, like one in Incheon, the the prize is just like a voucher for the bar that the tournament is held at. So usually, like, I'll go there, and if I win, then I get like a bunch of free drinks that night. How many free drinks? <laughs> uh, He's place, interested. First place is usually like twenty five thousand won. Oh, uh, so it's not like a significant <laughs> amount. This guy drinks uh, through like a hundred thousand. I think it's like fifteen thousand okay, for doubles. Well, so it's, it's like a it's drink. a little bit. Yeah, uh, you're there for the games. Another tournament we have is a is held at like a. I guess the closest thing I could compare it to is like a GameStop. Okay. Mm. Like okay. a just like a game video game store, mm. and so the first place prize is like a hundred dollar voucher for that store. Well, that's cool too. That's stuff. That's stuff. That's, that's, so, stuff. that's yeah. real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, typically, like if you go overseas, it's not real money. Then okay, <laughs> he's not sometimes, winning. <laughs> sometimes. It, it depends on where you go and like yeah. every I'm trying to cover your ass, hit, man. It, but like, it, for example, in the Philippines, one of the tournaments I went to, it was like a 250 Philippine peso entry fee, which it was like about five US dollars oh, okay. or about 5,000 Korean won. Mm. And then we had like about 120 something players. First place gets 60% of the pot. Oh, second place uh, gets like 30% that. of the pot and third place gets 10%. So yeah, you you have a buy-in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like a buy-in. That's like the yeah. most typical thing for the community like oh, just throughout in general. the mm-hmm. whole world, I would say. Oh, okay. But like like we're saying about like with tax things. That's It's a it's a kind of a legal gray area a lot of times. I mm. like your legal shit. Yeah, so there's cool. that there's that kid who won the Fortnite tournament and then he had to do the taxes for the whole thing. What the oh, price the I price mean, he won like what like 3 million dollars. 3 million dollars like and and he US? had to in the US yeah. and then like it was like 100 competitors, right? And so the only the first place wins the prize if I remember. Oh, no, 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 no. Like top 100 get the prize. Top 100 all get. So the like prize. the first place gets like 3 million, second place gets like 1 million. Ooh, it's, like, it's still like, a lot. 100th <laughs> place got something like 70 thousand or something like that that's so oh, much money what is that so like if you look by? at who's funding that? i think it's the fortnite. company is the company, the company that makes fortnite they'll sell okay. like in-game skins and yeah, like yeah, things yeah. like they that make, they make bank that and make they bank. they'll yeah. say like okay x From percent of this steal their parents credit goes cards. to the prizes for these tournaments <laughs> okay yeah. that makes sense so that kid like, won three million three million like and yeah. he had to pay the taxes and he had to pay that's, like i think 50 percent in taxes 1.5 million just cut in half i think that's the biggest difference between like the big like you would say top tier esports like league of legends fortnite uh dota 2 things like that is the company that makes the game supports the competitive scene and offers these gigantic prize pools whereas smash we're grassroots mm-hmm. so all of the money comes from the pockets of the community in yeah. some way or another even though nintendo is arguably so, the pokemon company is like the oh, biggest yeah, no, grossing oh for know, sure or something in in the in the world i think yeah. as a franchise but they're Nintendo markets themselves to like the, the casual players much more so than the competitive players mm-hmm. so that's why they, they're not going to join and offer these prize pools because they don't gain anything from it. Mm. So we have to build everything up ourselves. And so a lot of people say that like Smash players were playing the wrong game <laughs> because even our well, biggest tournaments, like the biggest tournament of all time is Evo. What's Evo? Have you heard of Evo? No. It's the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. It happens once a year in Las Vegas. And there was something like 3,000 or so entrance for Smash Ultimate. Seventh place got like three hundred dollars. 
How, wait, just for Smash Brothers, three thousand. What about other games like Street Fighters? Street Fighter was like around two thousand something. Oh, okay, so I, I can pull good. up the numbers on my phone really quick. I just want to ask for comparison, mm. just so that I can. Get yeah, an idea uh, Smash was the at. biggest game because it oh, was okay. new. When uh, Street Fighter Five was new, that was the biggest game. Wow! So it's like year by year, year, by year. the biggest game tends mm. to be whatever the new releases that everyone's playing. Okay. Mm. No, that's but yeah. Funny. So if you go, like, if you think, all right, if you live in New York. Your plane ticket to Las Vegas round trip is probably close to $300. Wow. And if you beat out almost 3,000 other players to get seventh and you can't even afford you like... You don't break even. You don't even break <laughs> yeah. even once you factor in hotel and yeah. transportation. Food. So <laughs> I think that's a drawback in one sense. But in another sense, it means that everyone that's playing this game is playing because we actually enjoy right, the game. Yeah. Which I think is... Nobody's better. really playing because there's like big money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think once you put money into any system, people get greedy. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So well, like how many people that play like League of Legends do it for the love of the game? I'm not sure. I don't know. Oh, I think well, it probably starts as that. Yeah. <laughs> but once you get to the point where you're making money, it's yeah, it's maybe more about staying on top of the game just so you can stay on one of the teams that pay you. Yeah, yeah. it's literally gotten to the point now that in esports that the um, the best players when they're looking to retire, they go to lesser regions. Oh yeah, Words did we up. see that? In so so, so right now, Korea. Well, arguably not even Korea anymore. But like Korea was Korea and China, was one of the, Korea like and China the, the right best now. ones. Europe works hard, but like the joke these days is that when you want to retire, you go to North America to play for a team. Competition is way weaker, and you get paid more. Yeah, so mm. America has more money, yeah. but like they just buy all the like sometimes washed up players, or they're like um, players that don't want to work as hard because Korea is really competitive, mm-hmm. and like the contracts there are like so bloodthirsty. What contracts? So when you sign as a player for a team, oh, there's okay. contracts for every single player. Oh god, it's like a fucking sport. It's a, <laughs> yes. it's actually oh, it a is. sport. It's, ba- yeah. it's, it's basically it's like, a sport. For example, right now in League of Legends, the World Championship like just recently concluded. So now that it's in the off season, you see like players getting traded to other teams, like signing new contracts for new teams for new like crazy amounts of money. Yeah. And then there's like the world's best players, and they're all just like, okay, I plan to retire now, but I still want to play the game and earn money, and I can earn a lot of money by going to a region that pays more money, mm-hmm. but I don't even have to work as hard. So wait, just curious, what age do these people usually retire? Oh, I mean, like some are retiring pretty early, even it, like 24, 25. Yeah. You've got people when retiring. You, when you say retire, that means like retire from the game or just retire- the game. Oh, or yeah. but yeah. Not, not to be like honest, it. some of them earn enough money to like retire for life. I swear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Like this, this yeah, one, like some of these contracts score. are like seven digits, man. Yeah. They like one of the a player in League of Legends just signed like a two point three I think million yeah. dollar contract. Jesus. Oh, Christ. okay. Just so the audience know and just. I think you guys already know this. I'm very ignorant when it comes to okay, gaming. Okay, yeah. Oh, he's like, one of the casual gamers. I, I'm not even that. Like, the system I owned before I got the Switch was the N64. Ah, uh, I see. He's yeah, old like, school. I'm very old school. So when it comes to gaming, I know nothing. So that's right. why I wanted you on here. Yeah, yeah. I like learning. For sure. You know, so like hearing all these things, I'm asking a lot of questions. To most people, I probably sound ignorant, but I'm learning. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was like a fucking sport. Yeah. yeah. It's it. Very much the same as like yeah. traditional sports in the, what was it? how like, a lot of the team games work. I think in like the third or fourth season, the World Championship had more viewers than like the NFL. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I mean, like I think it was like within a specific demographic. Which yeah, it was, was like, it was quite specific. I think like eighteen to twenty five year old males. Yeah, still they're the but ones <laughs> yeah, but we're the ones who yeah. yeah. So they sign in online. They're watching it online, yeah. and then the stadium itself. I I can't remember what the location. I think it was in Korea, but they were using like the the one of the main stadiums, and it was packed yeah, full. They, yeah. I know, like League of Legends. Uh, a couple years ago, the championship was in China. Do you ever watch like the Beijing Olympics? Yeah. You remember like the big bird's nest stadium? Mm. They sold that out for the world finals. Oh, shit. Mm. Uh, well, that place is empty. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's empty. Just like, just, right. like, just like every Olympic space. But yeah. yeah. Uh, in Korea, there was like a another big stadium that was completely sold out. I think it was. Day- I actually I went to that one. Day-Goo. And usually when they go to these stadiums, they play the game and they project it on a big screen yes. or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they've got like, li- they've also watch. got like live performances from like bands and stuff. Sometimes, well, if they're in Korea. Yeah, K-pop. in Korea, they had like, oh, they made cool. a, like a K-pop song for the yeah. League of Legends World Finals. Who that sings one. that one? <laughs> it, it was weird because it is, it's actually like they made up their own band. They made a uh, like group. They made a group with the characters from League of Legends. So that was, was like that a was KDA, right? Yeah. It was like a virtual band that was. Oh. So, by... so they got two girls from. Is G- Thick May on that group? <laughs> that's the wrong game. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> wrong, he's thinking I just, Overwatch. I, I just love uh, Thick May. That's yeah. all I know. So okay, there's, cool. they've got two girls from the G Idol group. So the literally girl idol group. Okay. Suyon, the main rapper, and then one the the main visual Suyon. Okay. I think no, or Mion. Sorry, I don't know that group very well. But um, so they got two of them, and then they got two Americans. Yeah, I think they got two Am- Americans or okay. Westerners. Yeah. So they just made the group for that, but they didn't even do very much with it. But they made a performance. Oh. Yeah. Wait, is this a live performance? Is like they yeah, did, was, they they did they a live. It live. They've oh, got that's cool. So they had like the actual people that sang the song mm-hmm. were, and like were singing and dancing on stage, and then you look on the projector where they have like the game, and mm-hmm. you could see they put in like augmented reality characters. That oh, were there really? singing and yeah. dancing to. Oh. That was the fun part. Oh, so they basically animate the singers and they... Not just the singer. So the singer's singing, but then, like, because this is on the screen, they've also oh, got graphics next so, to so it. So there's a live version that you see in the right. screen. And then you look animated. up it and, yeah, yeah, they have... Oh. Well, it's not, I want to say animated, it's like augmented reality. Okay. Where it's like, you see as if those characters were on stage with the actual yeah. people that were yeah. there. Oh, so, okay. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I want to see this now. It's on YouTube. You can yeah. just... Oh, yeah. I'll probably look it on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, after this, look it up for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what's it called? Uh, KDA. 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 What does that stand for? Kill Death Assists. Yes. Yeah, so don't, don't ask me what they <laughs> named the group. They na- they got a new group this year as well. And they, they got a rapper, some rappers and um, one, what the... One, uh, oh, Suyeon? I forget Suyeon? what I... Suyeon from, from the Korean group. And they made a new one. And they did the same thing with the augmented reality. And it's okay. so trippy. That one's called True Damage. I, I think. think so. That sounds true. Right. Damage. That sounds so great. yeah. Actually, no. KDA sounds kind of cool too. Yeah. Or the kill damage. What? Kill, kill death, death assist. assist. <laughs> kill death assist. So in a lot of competitive games, if you, it like displays how many times you killed the opponent, how many times you died, oh, and how many and times you assisted in your teammates some. in killing oh, someone. Okay, like bring down the health status, whatever. Yeah. yeah so oh, that's okay, like that kind of sense. like your player scores. That's your a dope name. Yeah. So okay, so in League name. of Legends, like you would have zero. Uh, sorry, like eleven, five, four. Eleven would be how many I've killed. <laughs> I'm lucky to get yeah. that many. Five is how many and times I died, died, and four is how many times I helped, helped a teammate kill, kill yeah. someone else. Oh, yeah. that's a dope name now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you thought. Like at first, it's just like it's just words. Yeah. No, it's actually like a thing within the game. And it matches for the gaming console. Okay, that's cool. Mm. Oh. And, but yeah, they would have like you know Imagine Dragons. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, the, so they they did a theme song for one of the world championships yeah. as well. So, yeah. You know, they've got some big names in yeah. there. Yeah, they always bring in the big names. Mm. Oh, that's sick. It's bigger than you think. But too bad <laughs> Smash, we don't get things like that. No. Yeah. It's that that's the difference between like the big money and the grassroots. Yeah. So that, that's what a sponsored corporate like entity can do for yeah. you. But this is what like a grassroots will do for you. Fucking money, man. Yeah. Money makes yeah. the world go round. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I want to do both. But it's like, that's the difference. It's like if Nintendo did it, I feel like they wouldn't necessarily care about their game so much in the competitive scene. They, and would, they, they wouldn't make start, it as good. Yeah, they But Riot, they were the grassroots originally. They were actually mods from a separate game originally. Riot's? Riot Gaming is the one behind League yeah, of Legends. The company that makes League of Legends. Oh, yeah. okay. So originally they were gamers themselves and they wanted to create this game from World of Warcraft. Oh, mm. Warcraft 3. Yeah, Warcraft 3. Warcraft 3. And so they created this kind of modded map. It was like an alternative game mode in the game itself. And then they made it into a real game, which, which is, is now Legend? which is now League of Legends. Oh, okay. So they were oh. originally gamers, right? So okay. it kind of started from grassroots. In its so own way. So the grassroots was originally Riot and then became League of Legends, which is the moneymaker now. E, kind of, yes. Riot is the company. League of Legends is <laughs> what they made. Okay. The game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm learning too much and I'm starting to have a hard time organizing everything. Oh, uh, yeah. But that's cool, though. I hope Smash Brothers doesn't get that way. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's one of those things that, like, it's nice, but at the same time, like, you don't I sometimes miss, the like, the old days of the yeah. grassroots mm. scene. I think... Because it's so grassroots, there's a culture to it. I mean, there, there's culture yeah, right, to the right. money too, but it feels like more like personal culture. So it's it's been interesting how like Smash, when I said like Super Smash Brothers Brawl in like 2009 when I started getting involved with tournaments, it was such a smaller scene compared to now. We're like 10 times bigger than we used to be easily. And just like even that difference, we're not, we're still not close to like League of Legends or any like thing like that, but... Mm it's still like a very noticeable difference in how the community functions from like the super grassroots to like, all right, now we have like a little bit more people. Yeah. Mm. So like we still, we have like a few sponsors that get involved in smash. And so you have, I don't know, like a lot of the players have to like censor what they say on social media because (laughs) they want to look better for the sponsors. And yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys are starting to go after that money now. Yeah. It's a, a lot of times like, People are looking more at the money than yeah. yeah. Whereas before, like there was no money to begin with. You mm. win the biggest tournament ever. You got a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, could you imagine if a player got like picked up by like an official gaming entity? Like Fnatic picks up a player and starts sponsoring him to play. Oh, that we, Smash. we actually have like some top tier sponsors. Does that, that happen? That happen in Smash. So like some of the biggest names I can think of is Team Solo Mid. Oh, TSM, TSM. have a Smash. Team. Yeah, they have oh. a, a couple Smash players. TSM was like one of the original really big League of Legends teams. Yeah. Okay. So official. So they have they have a lot team. of money to spare. So they yeah. they make so much money that they just like all right, we'll throw a little bit. At they like, franchised the like shit out of their two players. Smash players. <laughs> Wait, how do you franchise players? So you can stream online. Okay. So when you're playing the game, um, you stream it to your audience. While you're playing the game, you're talking to your audience, and then at the same time, they open up a shop with like uh, team jackets, uh, team shirts and like sponsored gear like that that you can buy to show you're supporting that team. Right. Where do you go to these teamsolomid.net? Oh, yeah, so it's I online. think they have their own it's, li- it's literally oh, online. Okay. Yeah. I so like, I have so that's never like, seen a game So, so he fran- so okay. the the owner Reginald, he franchised the heck out of his brand. Okay. So like yeah, TSM it's a, is like a brand name now. Yeah, it's a very recognizable name in the esports community. Oh, yeah. So much oh. that they started picking up like buying teams in other games. Will you buy teams too? Yeah. Yeah. 
how much money does it take to buy okay how much money does it take to buy a player typically depends on how good they are in what game and depends on how much they're willing it's like football it's like you want to offer more for that player you can and you have the money to do so you can what what would be like if i were to offer if i were to buy like a top tier player like top 10 how much would he in what game league of legends league of legends Legends for a one-year contract at least a million millions we're talking millions millions yeah in a year in like a year or for one year probably yeah. at least a million and then also like some of them is also in addition i think it's by commission because like they can earn what they earn by streaming yeah so like they can get donations through streaming that okay. contributes to their salary too oh so they get does the company get part of that money or no? i think I would usually they not they oh, don't really a lot of times though it's like they link like they have on part of their stream like oh you can get discounts by going to this website and so they make money from people going and buying that merchandise for the team. Okay. Yeah. So I see how the player makes money from that contract. Does the company actually make a million dollar off of these players? So the money, the companies, the like the really big esports teams, they make money one through sponsors. So like on their jerseys, oh, okay. they'll have like like Nike or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but Except for like gaming, game for like League of Legends and like PC gaming, they'll get like Razer. Alienware, like okay. a popular uh, brand, Samsung. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Maybe companies that make oh, like okay. keyboards, mice, Maybe not Samsung. <laughs> monitors. Yeah. Oh. Um, so like you know those those the heavy tech industries mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, headsets. Is that their main source of income then? Sponsors. So that's like one source of income. Uh, two is the prize money from the teams doing well in the tournaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they split that prize money with the teams, yeah. Uh, the players. Yeah, sometimes it goes, they can split it among the players, but a lot of times it just goes to the organization. Oh. And the organization pays a salary to the players. Okay. So the players don't have to, like, rely on winning the tournament to feed themselves. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And, and then, uh, like t shirt sales, like yeah, franchise yeah, selling, merchandise. Yeah, selling merchandise like that. And uh, they, they and have, actu- like, big actually, YouTube channels where they, mm. like, feature the players doing. Oh, I just whatever. realized. And Riot itself actually. Is I think it's uh, part yeah. of paying the salary. Right, yeah, Riot Games, yeah. the company that makes League of Legends, they will pay the players uh, some of that. Yeah, so Just, they have a stipend yeah. they, they give to the teams to give a salary to their te- to their uh, players. Yeah. Right. Hey, uh, Twitch is the game streaming site. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's not just gaming. You can stream anything. If, if you are a contract player and you make money off Twitch, or uh, Twitch, yeah. Yeah. do you get to keep that money or... Does some contracts say that any money you make goes to the company? Some, some contracts will say that they'll take X percent of it. Okay. But usually for the better teams, they don't take anything off of that. Mm. Oh, so anything that player gets is that player's. Oh, that's sick. Mm. I could imagine you running that system to your advantage. Yeah. So like Get it, the clout with the team name and then run your own shit. Then once that contract is over, just stay on Twitch. Yes. Yeah, so so like we were talking about earlier, like the top League of Legends players, <laughs> when they're washed up and they retire, they yeah, yeah, go yeah. to North America because it's easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's Smash Brothers. The top players, when they're done competing at like tournaments and making pennies for winning, they just stream. Mm. Oh, oh, man. They retire by just streaming. Oh, this industry is so interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think was it? I think um, Scara from uh, I can't remember what team he's on anymore. It's a, he's he a was... coach or something, but he used to be Dignitas yeah. or something. And um, I think he said he quoted he earns like was it thirty or three hundred thousand dollars a month Ooh. through streaming thirty yeah. or three hundred thousand something That's, like that. That sounds Shit, great. Fuck for the like contract. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it's like why would you put yourself through the stress of like trying to win the tournaments oh, where yeah. like all right if your team wins the world finals your team gets like a million dollars or something mm. which sounds incredible but, but it's like on months. one hand practice 12 hours a day for a whole year to maybe maybe come close to winning <laughs> that tournament or chill at home and stream for like six hours a day and make 300k a month yeah it's like oh. i don't know it seems like a no-brainer and some people like they're not even good at the game but they're entertaining to watch right yeah or that, personalities yeah, yeah. yeah personalities yep. yeah yeah and then funny thing is like when they get really good <laughs> and yeah. it's like oh, you're not the same person anymore yeah <laughs> I, I know there was a youtuber i used to like to watch um he used to play um friday nights freddy's friday oh nights. yeah that horror game yeah the horror game oh, okay. i love watching it just to see his reactions yeah i could see twitch people being like personalities mm. yeah so like you build your fan base you place well in tournaments people mm. know your name from watching the tournaments yeah. And so that's how you get your name out there. Mm-hmm. Don't be a prick. Be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Then you can transition that easily into Twitch. Into whatever. like, all right, now you start streaming the game that you competed in. Yeah. Get a following on Twitch and then just stream whatever you want. And you have people mm-hmm. that watch you for that entertainment factor. Some players also, when they retire, they become coaches. Yeah. Uh, some become commentators or casters. There's also that route as well. Is that... Oh, that's probably money too. Yeah, that's yeah. money too. Sure. You get a contract with a good company, like it's the Korean ones, OGN, or you can, with Riot Gaming itself for the League uh, Championship Series, they can, you know, get yeah. a salary that way as well. Just you guys know, we are 40 minutes in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you, can, can we keep going? Or? Oh, I can keep going all day. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I want to learn more. Yeah, I mean, I could talk all night. Okay. Oh, we didn't ask you. How's your ranking in Korea? Yes. Oh, shoot. We ranking? started by talking about rankings. <laughs> Hold on, before we get into I had a fucking question. It was about, uh, I lost the fucking question. Oh, no. Okay, fuck it, go with the ranking. So, what were they? You, okay. were, at, you were at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, we were talking about the rankings <laughs> and how they were made. Yes. So, <laughs> let's, like, let's take a lot of steps back. Okay, a lot of we steps We got a little back. carried okay, away with yes. like the big esports. Yeah, but, yes. yeah so, uh, we had the season one of our uh, rankings. And I was number one on that. Is this in the world or just Korea? In Korea. Okay. So I was number one out of like the first four months. And then the next four months, I moved down to number two. Because I, I got a number one and number two raking motherfucker in my house right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm never watching that couch. I'm, scra- I'm scraping any like butt crust or anything. Oh, some of that shit. No, that's disgusting. Come on, come on man. <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, man. That's pretty awesome, though. Yeah. I had no idea you were ranked that high right so, neither did i and he was my mentee <laughs> shit i've known you what one two, one two years now two years now i had no one idea year, yeah. Damn, so, the, the first rankings that we had there was like mostly was foreigners okay like, like westerners like english teachers and a lot of u.s military people mm. um because like i said the in korea the game like the smash game before ultimate just never came out here so pretty much all the foreigners living in Korea that played before coming here, we had this gigantic head start on all the Koreans. Yeah. So that's why we were like beating them pretty solidly. Nowadays, if if I were to make a <laughs> rankings today, I would put three Westerners on the power rankings. So it's slowly like the first one, I think we had like eight Westerners and two Koreans or something like that. Hmm. Now it's like, seven and three but now i think i would be three westerners seven koreans 
do you think it's because the Koreans are able to get over that learning curve faster? Oh, they're because, learning so fast. Yeah. Are they? Do you think they're learning faster than like Westerners just because they're so used to gaming? Um, I think I don't think it's that. I think that it's like more of when you're new, you can learn a lot and you can learn a lot quickly. But as you start to get really good, the speed at which you get better kind Plateaus. of like tapers off. Okay. Where it's like you can only like how to get like to the next step, you have to put in 10 hours. To get to the step after that, it's maybe like it's hours. twenty hours. Okay. The I step see. after that, maybe it's forty hours. Okay. So, so it, it slowly gets harder and harder. Yeah. But mm-hmm. getting that first like jump, like doesn't take that long. Okay. It took maybe like six months for most of the Koreans to to wow. get past that learning curve. I think. Insane. And it's like these days, it's like back in the old days, like we didn't have as much access oh, right, to stuff right. like YouTube. And the, stuff. The but nowadays, so much better. Nowadays, it's like how to play Smash like a pro. Right. Like- <laughs> you go on YouTube, there's tutorials for literally everything you could think mm-hmm. of. Character guides, like guides on how to beat certain characters. Uh, uh, Twitch uh, streaming. Yeah. If you, you, you If you are having trouble fighting, like, I don't know, Link, for example... I'm just using that as an example because I lost the link on Saturday. <laughs> you can you can just like go online, search Smash Ultimate Link, and you will get from like a tournament every weekend. You'll find like ten videos of like a top Link player, like playing people up against your character, and you can watch other people learn from them. And yeah, there's all these like. Do you ever use Discord or have you heard of the app I've Discord? Heard of it. It's kind of like a uh, chat rooms, but they have different... It's like organized chat rooms. That's a better word for it. Okay. And for every character in the game, there's like a designated Discord server where you can go in, you can ask questions, you can learn from other people that play the same character, mm. you can post guides, and it's like everyone kind of collaborates together to try to help everyone get better. Mm. Who's your main right now? So I was... A, since Brawl in 2009, I played Diddy Kong. Okay. Diddy Kong was like a top-tier character in Brawl. It's Smash 4, I played Diddy Kong again because he was a top-tier character again. <laughs> and in Ultimate, he's like a mid-tier character now. And that's the recent one, Ultimate. Right, oh, Ultimate okay. is the newest one. So he, I think he's not as good anymore. It's the one you have, Dan. Uh, <laughs> so the first like few months of the game, I was just playing Diddy Kong because that's what I was comfortable with. But as people started like learning how to fight Diddy Kong, it started to get so much harder because he's so much more easy to like exploit his weaknesses than it was mm. before. And so I started to find myself really struggling against people that put time into studying how to beat Diddy Kong. Mm. It got to a point where (laughs) I felt like when I was winning with Diddy Kong, it wasn't because I was beating my opponent. It was because they didn't study the Diddy Kong matchup yet. Okay. Mm. And then everyone that was studying the Diddy Kong matchup was like either beating me or coming very close to beating me. Mm. And so I've recently been switching to Joker. Oh, that's a new downloadable. Yeah, he's one of the new downloadable characters. And he's the best character in the game. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I thought he was like, <laughs> I, I, I thought he was like underwhelming when I played him. I so guess when he was really bad yeah. at this game. Well, when he was brand new, everyone was like, kind of like some people were saying, oh, he's really good top tier. And people were like, no, you're crazy. He's like mid tier. But then the best player in the world started playing Joker. <laughs> and then he started winning everything with Joker. Uh... And then a lot of times, I think the community's opinion on a character just follows whoever is, is doing the best. Well. Yeah. So it's like, oh, he's winning with this character. That's the best character in the game, which was Lucina at first. 
Okay. So everyone's like, oh, Lucina's the best character in the game. Joker comes out, the best player <laughs> switches to Joker and is still winning because he's the best player and now Joker's the best character. Mm. Do you think Joker is the best character? I think he is, yes. Mm. Okay. Who comes second? Second, maybe... I think Palutena. Oh, okay. The characters we basically don't, don't use. Yeah, <laughs> we don't use. Palutena, I think, is really good because she's easy to pick up and play. Mm. Yep. Very easy that for lock, like that anyone lock on attack. to get good with. <laughs> Whereas Joker, I think he is the best character in the game, but I think his learning curve is way steeper. Yeah. Was, so even though he was, was the weird. best character in the game and I switched like two months ago at this point, yeah, two months ago, I have been struggling so much with him just because it's so much harder than a lot of the other characters yeah. but i'm finally like i feel like i'm getting used to him to a point where i'm starting to feel somewhat proficient mm. i think it'll take another couple months but yeah. it's a it's a long process but it will be mm. worth it in the end i mm. want to see you play him because i always whenever i play with you you always play the the girl oh yeah i always bayonetta. play bayonetta yeah yeah yeah. she's my favorite character okay she's you really really you bad though he's trying he's he, he, he sets challenges for himself just yeah. so he can actually play us there was one time we was played like, what like 6v1 well, you kicked yeah. all our asses yeah. 5v2 5v2 yeah. something like that something he had like charlie that, yeah. on his team yeah, yeah yeah the thing with bayonetta is that i think against the casual player she's really really good but against like the top players She's really, really bad. Mm. Why, why, why? Because a lot of her combos, if you know exactly what her combo is, you can get out of it using certain techniques. Okay. And I it, can see that because mm. she has like the three jumping things. Yeah. And like, you know those. So when you know go. them, yeah, yeah. The side you can B get out of them. Bees. I can see that. But yeah. if you're a casual player that's never seen them, mm -hmm. you're going to get hit every single time. Yeah. Mm. That's me. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's me. That's so much fun. He said, he said he wouldn't stop playing Bayonetta that time until he would like knock someone off at the top of the screen yeah. with, the, right. with the combination. Whereas mm -hmm. if you play like someone that really knows how to fight against Bayonetta, you'll almost never kill them off the top. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... That's fine. Usually, you told me before that usually when you go to Smash tournaments, you usually have like a set of three characters that you use. So who would be your number three? So my, th yeah, my three right now is I play Diddy still, mm -hmm. uh, Joker, of course, and Bayonetta. Oh, okay. Those are my top three. I used to play Inkling too, but they got boring. So I <laughs> Inkling was like my, uh, my original main was Kirby. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. Just because he was easy to use. Yeah, he's re he's really easy, <laughs> but he was terrible. He was. He got he recently in the most recent patch they like made him better. Oh, he yeah? got buffed. Okay. I don't know how significant it was. Oh yeah, that's also a new thing. So in the old Smash games, like there wasn't patches and updates because yeah, yeah. you played right. by CD. But nowadays, that like, you can upgrade the software and have patches in, yeah. so you can ab address balance issues that way. So there's that too. Mm -hmm. One thing I think that's really interesting to point out about that is if you look at Super Smash Brothers Melee. They came out in 2001. When the game was brand new, everyone said Sheik was the best character in the game. Who? Sheik. Was oh, that, oh, that oh, Zelda... Okay. Yeah, the Zelda hidden... Maybe, character. like, <laughs> after a year, everyone said Fox was the best character in the game. And now, like, 18 years later, people are changing their minds and saying Jigglypuff is the best character what in the, the game. What the hell? <laughs> after 18 years of the game. Wait, wait. On the cube one, whatever? Yeah. Oh. The no, old school one. No changes one. to the game. The same exact game. It's just... But 18 years later, okay. and people's opinions are still changing yeah. about where the characters are. You know what character I actually want to get good at? It's the is it's either Peach or the the 
blue princess one. That's the stars. Oh, Rosalina? Rosalina. So. That star fights on its own. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. He beat me with that one. And I was like, if I could learn how to play this character, it'd be dope. Like a fight at a distance. Yeah. Like a distance fighter. I, oh, I'm not sure how good Rosalina is. Yeah, I don't know. She was really, really good in Smash 4, mm-hmm. and she's weaker in Ultimate mm-hmm. than she was in yeah. the previous game. So because of that, a lot of people had lower opinions on her. Yeah. But one of the best players in the world, uh, he's been playing Rosalina recently and has been doing pretty well. Yeah. So people are starting to think, oh, maybe she's not that bad. Eh. Yeah, for me, like, okay, so my first main was Kirby, and then it was Inkling, and then afterwards, now it's um, Little Mac. And what I've noticed is that I like close distance fighting. Yeah, uh, same. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a distance fighter. Right. So, like, with Rosalina, it's kind of in the middle. She's she's a little <laughs> mid range mid range fighter. So like yeah, she can be far, but that star is in the middle that could fight for me. Because <laughs> I realize that those three characters that I'm good at, I get my ass kicked because I like close range shit. And I, I, if right. someone I'm fighting someone that's like far range, if someone picks far, Link, I lose. <laughs> yeah, you know, right, you got right. far range attack. That's, a, I can't that's get always to them. my biggest weakness as a player has always been like the characters that fight you from a distance. Yeah, I can't fight like those Duck guys. Hunt, Pac Man. I yeah. hate fighting those characters. So annoying. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always pick the characters that have counters, and they're almost exclusively like close range fighters. So like when I when I was back in England, I would lose to people who just played Zelda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just yeah. shoot shoot me with the arrows, and I'll be like, I dodge the first one, get hit by the second one, and I'm just like, I hate this game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> why why do I even play this game with you guys? <laughs> It's like I, I tell you, to, no, don't pick Zelda, don't pick um Link, and then they'll just pick up another ranged character, and I'm like. Never mind. <laughs> that's where you pick a character with a reflector. Yeah, <laughs> those as well. So that's why I started picking up the well, what's the crocodile? Uh, K rule. Uh, K rule. Yeah. Who's your main now? My main is, I guess Ganondorf. Ganondorf okay. is the one because yeah, because I like be, we, I just play with casual people like you, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Micro, yeah. and everyone. So I just play um, Ganondorf and just get the lucky hits because he hits one of the yeah, if hard. not the hardest. He's the hardest yeah, he's hitter, he's one right? of the strongest, for sure. Right, so basically, I just spam that, and uh, if I'm lucky, someone gets knocked out. <laughs> yeah. I Like, when I say, like, a character is top tier, or, like, mid tier, or low tier, as a competitive player, I always say that in, like, the context of the top-level tournaments yeah. of the best players in the world. For us, it doesn't matter. But, like, <laughs> when you're playing at a casual level with your friends, like, you can make a, a casual character tier list, yeah. and it could be, like, completely flipped upside down. Wait, so is there, like, an... Okay, define tier for me. What does that exactly mean? So a lot of players like to make a, what we call the tier list, okay. which where they basically group the characters by how good they are. So they say like, all right, this is the top tier characters are like the best, just like a list of the best characters in the game. Then after that, you have the next best characters are like the high tier characters. So it's like A, B, C, D, T. Yeah, yeah. So and you, how do you get on that tier list? Like, who? Ch- oh, it's a, what, It's just the, players make their own tier list. Oh, so it's just, just to like, share their. It's like, it's like oh, in their opinion, okay. yeah, I yeah. think these are the best characters in the okay. game. These are good characters that will win you games, and these are just kind of regular characters that you might inch wings. And these are just dog shit characters. Oh, okay, then. Because <laughs> okay, this whole time when you said tier, I kept thinking that there's actually like you've ever actually measured like. You press B one time, one punch. How many damage that? Oh, makes. Like, yeah. How no. high they can jump, and then you. No, it's just get... player opinions. Oh, okay. Because I thought each yeah. thing had like a value point, and they added up to make the tiers. But it's just opinions. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's purely opinion. Oh, well, that's why I'm saying it. Like okay. it changes all the time. We're yeah, like in melee. Okay. <laughs> Eighteen years, it's Fox, and now maybe oh, it's Jigglypuff. Okay. 
that makes a lot more sense to me because I think it depends on what you're comfortable playing with. Because mm, yeah. I see some people play with Jigglypuff or some shit, and they kick my ass. Yeah, my friend, uh, my friend back home in England, um, back when he was, I wouldn't say he was like a serious player, but he was better than me. But he said like. If I could beat his Jigglypuff, then he would play me seriously. And I had to beat his Jigglypuff one time because we assumed it was like the weakest character, but he just kept killing me with it. Yeah. yeah. But I eventually beat him with Little Mac. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best. It was the be- I saved it on his computer, on his uh, oh, console as well. Because, <laughs> no, because it's just that like, ju- we just wanted to watch it again because it yeah. was just so epic. <laughs> uh. He was doing rollout and I had my KO. Yeah. And oh, then roll Yeah, oh, he rolled he rolled into me right and into I just roll, knocked I him out and he just flew. it was movie. so funny. But yeah, that was on the Wii, so he doesn't have it saved anymore. Oh, so see. I'm a little sad, but yeah, well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're fifty five minutes in now. We're almost at an hour. Wow. Ooh. It's been a long one. It has. Yeah. Uh, and I think fu- like we've just scratched the surface. Yeah, oh yeah. Have, I mean, have. like when I say I could keep talking for hours, I, I could. I, I definitely want you on again just because this is so like, interesting. This is interesting because I don't, I don't. This is an industry in a world that I'm not a part of, and I don't understand. Yeah. Mm. So it's just me. I just want to learn more. And it's different from the stuff that we usually talk about. Yeah. We usually talk oh, about. It, yeah. yeah. That was why I wanted to ask you. I, so as a Smash player, what brought you to Korea? I was gonna ask him. Let's that. get that to next time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. But um, any final words you guys have? Game on. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at JJ Rockets. If you're interested in checking out the Korean Smash scene, check out my website, jjrockets.com. You have a website! I do have a website. Wait, say that again, the website. jjrockets.com. Alrighty. And my final word is... You live and learn. <laughs> yeah, live and learn. Keep learning new shit. Ma- oh, I was going to call you guys motherfuckers, but... <laughs> live and learn, motherfuckers. Learn new shit. No, but thank you, Ben, for getting on the podcast Yeah, with for us sure. Today. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah I'm really Thanks glad. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Come again, honestly. Yeah, come again. Like, I'm down. I'm, just give me a time. <laughs> all right, cool. I'm going to hit you up. See Not you tomorrow. <laughs> Not I, on weekends, yeah? That's when you usually compete? Yeah, usually on weekends, I'm traveling or going to tournaments. All right, cool. Yeah, feel free to actually just go with him to a tournament. It's like it's super fun to watch. Sometime. Yeah, just come with. Yeah, okay. I will go on go on an adventure with you and pick up experiences bring it back to the podcast yeah okay. oh that would actually be sick that would be you should do that we should okay cool maybe you can add a, you can set up a table right there and oh, just do a podcast that, in that the- sounds tiring <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, that reminds me can i share a really quick story yeah, yeah yeah yeah. there was one time we had a tournament in seoul and it's like a clown showed up to the tournament and started live streaming in the tournament venue <laughs> i don't know what he was doing or saying but there was just like a clown there and everyone's like what, what is this guy doing is he korean or I, I think he was Korean. Oh, I don't remember. Okay. But he ended up just like taking up space and so they kicked him out. <laughs> That's cool. I want to see that. I it's just the strangest guy. thing. <laughs> like, why is there a clown live streaming here? Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, yeah, right. that's my quick story. Well, we're going to have you on again for more stories. Yeah. yeah. After you ex- experience it and see for yourself. Yeah, I want to experience it and see it for sure. I'll hit you up. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, well, with that, thank you for joining me, guys. And you can catch Ben at JJ Rockets on Twitter. No spaces. Yes. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, peace out. Have a good night. Bye.